Welcome to Regenerate You. I'm Dr. Nirvana, a board-certified and licensed naturopathic doctor. I created this podcast to share my tips and knowledge on restoring your health naturally. It's exciting to share my unique approach with you to regenerating your body from the inside out. So get ready to receive practical and effective approaches for living your best life possible in under 15 minutes. Hello everyone, welcome to Regenerate You. I'm Dr. Nirvana and today I have two very special guests who hold a very dear place in my heart. I have Jackie and Mimi from The Resting Mind. So please welcome them um, with some nice uh, clapping at home, if you will. Hi, Jackie and Mimi. Hi, how are you? We're thrilled to be here. Yes, we are. Thank you for having us on. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast and, um, you know, sharing everything about what you do. Can you tell the audience, you know, what it is that you love to do? Absolutely. So we are life coaches and co-founders of a company called The Resting Mind, where we provide content and coach Generation X women. That's wonderful. How long have you been doing this? So uh, we have both been separately coaches for about five and six years each, but the business was launched about 18 months ago, even though we worked on it for three years in total or a year and a half before launching it. We, as Gen X women, realize that there's no place for Gen X women. They don't have a home. Everything is focused about baby boomers or millennials or Gen Z, and they are stressed and anxiety ridden, and they're up all night with all of these things that are running through their heads, and we wanted to help them kind of come out the other side. And just to clarify, Gen X would be about what age? So it is classified from 1965 to 1980, so anyone born within those years. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's a huge market. How did you get into this? Well, we're both Gen X women ourselves. So we together were feeling a lot of the things that we and our things that we would hear our friends talk about also worries like finances or dealing with uh, a marriage that maybe has been, you know, you're together 10 and 15, 20 years. A lot of our friends or even ourselves have had a crossroads in their career. So these were issues that we were hearing about and were feeling ourselves. And then the more we started to investigate, we realized that we weren't alone. And what was really an eye-opener was when we read an article by a woman named Ada Calhoun. She wrote this really um, interesting article about the new midlife crisis, and it was featured all or focused all around Gen X women. Hmm. When Jackie and I read it, we were both just nodding our heads and nodding our heads because we could really relate. The article became a book, which is called Why We Can't Sleep. And we really could relate to so many of the issues that were covered in the book. And we really applaud Ada for pointing this out and putting putting it out there that we are all struggling with this. What we did recognize, though, was there wasn't too many solutions. Like Jackie said, we are really here to help women come out the other side. And we didn't feel that the book really offered too many solutions on how to support women where we are right now. That's beautiful. And so how do people find you? How do you find clients? How do they find you? 
So there's, there's a couple of different things. We're very active in a lot of communities where Gen X women hang out and we offer coaching advice and career and life advice. We also have a Facebook group called Just Gen X, The Resting Mind, where Gen X women and their millennial sisters come and spend time with us. We answer their coaching questions. We help, help them navigate all of these different things that they're dealing with. And then we also have a podcast called Make Your Life Magnificent with Jackie and Mimi, all about everything from difficult conversations to toxic people and toxic cultures to mid-career mid-career crossroads and midlife marriages. Our Happiness is a big topic yes. that we unpack. Our biggest and most listened to and downloaded episode was Ken, all about marriage. So I think a lot of women that are in this, you know, 15 year plus mark are feeling a little confused about where their marriage is. And I don't think COVID has helped. Right. Oh yeah, no, it's so true. I love that you are doing this because it's such a huge um, need, I think for especially women, um, certainly men as well. But I think that, you know, if we can have, have any outlet where we can have more resources to help people with anxiety um, and I think that what I find in my practice is a lot of ladies who have anxiety, they, you know, they say, oh, it's just PMS or what have you. And sometimes it is hormonal, but sometimes it has a lot to do with the environment and knowing how to balance everything. And so I think what you both offer is a wonderful tool. Yeah. And, you know, you brought up something that's really interesting. How do you balance everything? There's so much going on for us right now. I mean, not only are we dealing with now COVID um, or a career that may be stalled or a marriage that, you know, you're feeling maybe feels a little lackluster. It's also a time where we're dealing with aging parents or maybe our children are leaving for the first time or we're still dealing with children. A lot of us had our children later in life, so maybe some of our kids are still at home. So we're balancing so much and that can be really hard to do. And in the meantime, we kind of get lost. It's like, well, what about us? What makes us happy? And so many of our women, especially we've had this conversation several times in our Facebook group. When we ask them if they're happy, a lot of times they will say, most of the time, the answer is no. And that's coupled with, and I'm not even sure what makes me happy because they oh. are so removed from what is important to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's sad to hear. But, you know, I always think to myself, when there is a need, there is something positive out there as well uh, that's that right. can help, you know, help people suffering from anxiety. So I'm very curious to know, how are you ladies managing anxiety or what tips would you offer during, you know, these uncertain times that we're going through? So that's a great point. You know, we deal with uncertainty all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Everything is, if you really think about it, everything is uncertain, but all of a sudden now it's front and center because that's what we hear about. We're not sure what's going to happen next. We're not really sure, you know, what coronavirus is going to, what will happen in the fall or when the kids will go back to school, all that kind of thing. The first thing that we like to do is tell our clients, listen, let's not get to, it's always great to have a plan, but let's really just dig in and be clear on what we're going to do in the next day, mm. right? So let's not try to plan out the whole month or figure out what's going to happen by Christmas. Let's just plan what we're going to do for the rest of the day or tomorrow or the week. But don't, don't think about it much more than that because then we start to, the wheels start to spin 
And that's where we can get all sorts of anxiety can just start to creep in. Jackie, do you have anything to add to that? I do. It's a great point. Just just staying present in the moment. Anxiety comes when we look forward and look ahead and try to change things or control something that is actually out of our control. We can't control what's coming up and we're not better prepared by worrying about it. So we really want people to stay present. And the other really big thing that we kind of work with clients on is getting them to understand that working with us, we're not going to sit here and say to you, oh, you're feeling really anxious. I'm going to help you get calm. I think there's so much mm -hmm. pressure. You've heard that. Have you ever been nervous or anxious, Dr. Nirvana? And all of a sudden someone's like, well, just calm down. And, and you want to kind of go, it's <laughs> sure. like, oh, I would, right? right? Sure. <laughs> like, yeah. So what we, <laughs> what we work with women on is really understanding a couple of things. Um, one is how much their language plays a role in their anxiety. So when you identify, right, an identifier and you identify yourself as an anxious person, you've almost given yourself permission to be anxious. And you'll say, oh, I'm anxious. I'm so, I, well, I have my anxieties on high today. Instead of recognizing that anxiety is a feeling. So by just admitting, I feel anxious, it's very different than saying, I am anxious. And then what we have our clients do is recognize that, are you really feeling anxious? Anxious is a very heavy emotion. It comes with a negative energy. It is very weighty. It, it automatically um, continues to snowball when you say that. So instead of saying, I'm, I feel anxious, Find another word that feels more descriptive and on target than this big, heavy, these big, heavy words. I'm anxious, I'm anxious, I'm depressed, right? That are just extremes. Teaching them to rename their emotion using just what we call the 8% rule, moving it to a better place by only 8%. Not going from anxious to calm, but going from I feel anxious to I feel worried. I feel anxious to, or I concerned. feel concerned, or I feel anxious to, I feel nervous. And just by saying that out loud, you start to feel better. The energy inside of you is different and you can change the way the cortisol levels are released in your body by not feeding and fueling that feeling of stress. I love it. I absolutely love it. How powerful something so simple as just changing the vernacular will you know, it does. It changes the energy in our bodies and in our yes. minds. That's such yeah. a powerful point. Another tool that we like to give our clients is to start a worry log, right? So if you really think about it, the majority of things that we worry about and that will really throw us off kilter never happen. And yet we can build such a case for them in our minds. So what we will ask our clients to do is write down all of their worries and then we have them reflect back and then they see really right in black and white, right on a piece of paper that the majority of things they were so concerned about never happened. And that's a so real powerful, true. yeah, it's a real powerful eye opener for people as well. It really is. That's so, so true. So many of the things that we were about just don't happen. And it's amazing how powerful the mind is. So we can create, if we feed it, it can create something really, really scary or something mm -hmm. really, really wonderful and positive. Um, and by keeping that journal, right. I think and that's I'm sure. Mm -hmm. it, well, uh, the other thing is I'm sure, as you know, that an event doesn't have to happen in order for the brain. The brain doesn't realize if it's happening or not. Right. So if we have a very vivid imagination and we're really dialed into worrying about something, the brain is going to start releasing those chemicals. Right. 
And then our body starts to react. And that hits our energy levels where we kind of plummet down into a more, you know, a lower energy level, or it just has ramifications in the body as our, you know, different emotions, different um, chemicals are released into the bloodstream and we start to have a physical reaction. I love that you two ladies incorporate physical medicine with, you know, mental health. Mm -hmm. I think that's very important because it's not just one thing and the body is connected in so many different ways. That's right. And so many people don't take the time, Dr. Nirvana, to even recognize where they're physically feeling their anxiety or their stress. So when they have these feelings, they think it's only mental and they don't realize physical. And sometimes when their physical is recognized, they're able to to catch it even for, before it starts going down that hamster wheel of, you know, perseverating on their mind. So we mm-hmm. really want people to recognize their triggers, what happens in their body, so they, they can kind of catch it before it overtakes them like the runaway train. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so true. I've seen so many patients that have just gut issues and it's because they're harboring so much on the inside and and or even thyroid issues. Thyroid issues has to do with a lot of times when we don't speak our truth. Oh, and that's so it really is. So, I mean, you know, this is why I love you two so much is because your work is so powerful in bringing um, mental health, you know, to the surface and how to heal it and balance it with these wonderful tools. I love it's, it. It's important because, you know, the, the statistics of how many women are anti, on anti-anxiety medicine, over 50%. And that's high. And I'm not saying you shouldn't take your medication. We talked about this before, Dr. Nirvana, when we were having a conversation and we first met, there's a place for medication and there's a place for other things that can be done. I just don't want it to be the crutch. If you need the medication, that's great. That's fine. You do have, you have to do for your body. But oftentimes there are other things that we can do that can help us before we have to get to that point of medicating ourselves. So, a hundred percent. Yeah, really getting people to understand not only what they can do mentally and you know physically, but also kind of the vitamins that they can include into their bodies, the essential oils they can start using, magnesium, all of those those things that you probably work with clients on. But it's it all works together, and so there's not. Taking one course of action to correct your anxiety isn't going to isn't going to save your anxiety. Absolutely, <laughs> make it worse. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Do you have then a lot of clients that are on medications when they start with you, and then throughout time they find you know less of a need to be on the medications? Well, most of the time. If they're on medication, we don't know because we don't ask that kind of question. We're not therapists, we're coaches. Mm-hmm. So what we just try to do with them is get them to understand all of the ways that they can get better control over their anxiety. Too often, we feel that women just think it's part of who they are and don't understand or realize that it doesn't have to be. That's the big That's the big crux. And That's really, moment. I was just going to say that it's a huge aha moment because people will come with the notion that, 
like Jackie said earlier, I am anxious. I've always been anxious. I've always been this way as a child, or that's just who I am. And yeah, I, I do believe that, you know, people are, I know for myself, even I can tend to be to skew towards the anxiety. However, by using these tools, I know that I can get it under control. It doesn't have to define me mm. that it's just something that I might be experiencing at a certain time because I've been triggered. Well said. And even when it comes to our hormones, you know, a lot of ladies say, gosh, my husband (laughs) says that I'm out of control right before my period. And that's not always, you know, considered normal. Just because you have PMS, it shouldn't be accepted. There could be a lot of other things going on. And so it's about fixing the hormones, but understanding why, you know, right before your period, would you be anxious or irritable or moody? You know, Mm -hmm. so it goes back to, it's all connected. And it It really is. It really is. And I think that the reason I bring that up is for people to understand that it's, they don't need to take on the uh, responsibility, if you will, of I'm an angry person. I'm an anxious person. I'm an irritable person. You know, it's, there's so much more involved to it. And I think that's exactly right. You do so good at bringing that to the surface for for so many people. That's, that's our goal. We, and we want to let people know that you don't have to stay where you are, that there is another side. We can pull you through to the other side and, and there is hope. And ho- you know, a lot of people don't feel that they're hopeful to be able to fix whatever is not working for them or to get unstuck. And we want to give them not hope. And then from hope, we want to give them examples and some options that they can put into place and then realize, wow, this I can, I can make a change. Yes, absolutely. So my question would be, you know, we're stuck at home a lot nowadays. And then we, you know, we're getting anxious, we're getting stressed, etc. And when we're stressed, we either drink more or we eat more or even maybe we're shopping online more. So do you have any advice as to maybe if that does tend to be uh, a habitual pattern for us as our go-to for relieving anxiety, how would you recommend stopping these habits? Well, I'm happy that you said that they're habits, right? These are habits usually, some of them are enjoyable within reason, but when we are doing them out of a knee-jerk reaction to a trigger, which might be something like uncertainty or being home or boredom or that kind of thing, that's where it becomes more of a problem because we are using it to compensate. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, we get that rush in the beginning. It makes, and that what's, that's really what makes us feel better, right? Because we're getting that dopamine hit when we have that rush and it makes us feel better, but then it goes away and we usually feel worse. So we always start all the work we do with getting people really aware. Now they may know that they're having an issue with maybe over drinking or eating or shopping as it relates to reacting to stress. But what we want to help them really zone in on is to get very clear on what that trigger is. And very often, you know, someone gets, well, I'm nervous because I'm home and I'm not sure what's going to happen with my job or something like that. But really drill down and get very specific on what that is. And what, and that's what we help our clients do. When we're able to pinpoint what that specific trigger is, then we can help them substitute that the bad habit with a new response that is that's more supportive for them. And what are some examples of new responses? So some of the things we teach, we we train clients to do a work with clients on is 
you know, how do you, if you're getting triggered, so you recognize your trigger, the behavior, how do you change the behavior and then come up with a new reward, right? So a habit is a loop. It's the trigger, it's the behavior, it's the reward. So you can't, you can't change a habit. What you can do is create a new habit that you hope overrides the old habit. So once you recognize the trigger, some of the things you can do in between is go for a walk. If you're feeling stressed and want to eat more, go take a go take a walk. If you're feeling stressed and want to go shopping online, go and listen to music and do some meditation or if, or go and color using a coloring book or go and read or go and play, play with your dogs. Find something that makes you happy that can fill in that hole of that behavior so that you're not doing the drinking more. Something as simple as um, a lot of times people enjoy the habit of drinking but it's the actual, the, the glass, the sipping with their husband or wife at the end of the day. And all of a sudden they're like, I don't want to drink anymore, but they love that habit. And just mixing seltzer or club soda with cranberry juice can actually give them that same experience without the alcohol. And then they start using that as the habit. So you pour that into a beautiful wine glass and you toast and cheers your husband so that you feel like you are still indulging, even though it's only water. So it's things like that, that are ways to manipulate and and trick and retrain and, you know, hack your brain so that you can create positive Positive habits. That's great. And in the beginning, you are, of course, you're going to, of course, have some resistance, right? So if you feel the anxiety bubbling up and you say, okay, I'm going to use one of my new tools instead of the drink, I'm going to have the seltzer. You're going to feel initially some resistance to that because you've already ingrained that pattern. You know, the reward is going to come there. With a lot of awareness, you can kind of close that gap. And over time, the reward of you know sitting down with your significant other and enjoying a glass of sparkling water, the reward pattern will come, will be... Well, how you feel after. You don't yeah. feel like you are hungover. You don't feel bloated from the, from the alcohol the next day. You don't have... Uh, you sleep better because right. the insulin isn't popping back up, right? So really becoming aware not only of what the trigger is, but on the back end, how differently you feel, you feel. With, with these new things. How, how much better you feel, Dr. Nirvana, when you open up your credit card at the end of the month? And no longer are staring at a thousand dollar bill going, oh my God, how am I going to pay this? Right, right. Um, <laughs> right. So it's, it's really, when, once you change the habit, it's about becoming aware on the back end of how it feels because those feelings are a lot smaller. And like Mimi said before, there's all of this research on when you actually indulge, you get a spike in happiness for a moment, but afterwards you actually feel worse because you realize that shopping more, eating more, drinking more while they're bad habits, they don't, they don't fill the hole of whatever's really bothering you. That's so, so true. Yeah. Yes. So you have and to get to the bottom of it. I think, uh, you know, the fact is it's, it's really exactly what you lady said. It's about paying attention to the positive change as much as possible. Yes. You know, yes. W- waking up and not feeling bloated or not feeling groggy That's or, right. you know, opening up your, like you said, your credit card statements and saying, gosh, you know, it's not as high as it usually is. It's these little positive changes that we, if we take notice to can bring great reward at the end. It's just about building it. No. Yes. And that's what embeds also the new patterns in our brain. 
that's where the brain science comes in because then you create new neural transmitters and new habits in your brain and you can that that then your brain automates to instead of the drinking so your goal is to have when you're not conscious and aware for your habit to be to go into the the refrigerator grab your salts or grab your cranberry juice and that to be the unconscious habit so everything that we do with the resting mind dr nirvana is about how do we understand the underlying things that are happening unconsciously or subconsciously for our clients and then seeing where they want to get to consciously so what are their conscious goals and then how do we bridge the gap between your subconscious settings the things that you do automatically and consciously where you want to go because if you can't understand that and bridge that gap then anytime you're not in full awareness which is 95 percent of our day we're just going to pick up on those bad habits again so really bridging that gap is how we create sustainable change I love it. I absolutely, I very much am fascinated by how you use brain science. And it's as simple as bringing the unconscious to the conscious, because as I'm hearing you say, that's what really makes the impacts in terms of our neurochemistry. It is, it is. And we need to, we need to do that. We need to work on our brain and exercise our mind the same way we exercise our bodies. And, um, you know, when we want to, we want to open a gym for the brain across the country. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. What a holistic approach to healing the mind and the body. Yes. That's wonderful. So tell us again, please, if you wouldn't mind, if anybody is looking to get in contact with you both, how can they do so? Sure. They can reach out to us at The Resting Mind, www.therestingmind.com. We have tons of different resources there on health and habits and marriage, marriage. everything in between. Or you can, you can reach out to us in our Facebook group and join us there at Just Gen X, The Resting Mind, or Instagram at The Resting Mind. So we're, we're pretty much everywhere you can you can find us and if you put our names in there they can find us on linkedin too yeah oh and also you can find us on apple podcasts or any other podcast it is make your life magnificent with jackie and amy yeah and i I do have to say it's a must listen to so please listen to their podcast it is absolutely wonderful thank you so much for joining us ladies i appreciate your time and for sharing such valuable information with everyone thank you thank you so much for having us on and thank you um, everyone listening for being with us till the end thank you Thank you, ladies. And remember, everyone, when you regenerate, there's a new you every day. Bye-bye.